Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I am Andy Baskin. As promised, during this cold week where our brains have been frozen into trying to figure out how they're going to make the playoffs and what white face masks really mean to the Cleveland Browns, uh, you had a topic that you want to talk about when it comes to officiating in the NFL. So, my friend, the floor is yours. Uh, it blows. It's not good. Examples, it's, please. It's terrible. You've got all this money now. Uh, of course, it, as we know, here in the state of Ohio, January 1st, sports betting will be legal. In case you haven't heard. Um, and I, I just think that we're at a point now, Andy, they've got to fix it. You, you, you can't have situations like the Raiders game. The guy's foot looks like it's out of bounds. The, even on replay, they still call it a touchdown, and it looks like it's not a touchdown. You have these, these game-changing, roughing-the-passer penalties that aren't roughing-the-passer fouls, right? So they have to find a way to fix this because from my viewpoint now— What again, do you want them to do? How, how do they fix it? That's my question. Eye in the sky. Have okay. have a so you basically hire I don't know what sixteen guys mm-hmm. league wide assign them to officiating crews just like you have your officiating crew right right you assign a replay official as part of that right right and that replay official's job is to obviously watch the game and if he sees a play that needs looked at buzz down to the officials pause the play clock. I need, I need 15 seconds to look at this play again. I don't think anyone's going to complain about that. No, it keeps the game going longer, and they probably can get another commercial break in. Um, and and the other thing too is it gives them the opportunity to fix egregious mistakes, like roughing the pa- roughing the passer or plays inbounds, out of bounds, first downs, you know, just critical stuff that is getting missed in these games. I think they do a great job with the every turnover and every um, every turnover and every uh, scoring play is right. automatically reviewed, right? right? And there's the other thing: by instituting this, there's no more, there's no such thing as a coach's challenge anymore, right? So if the coach wants to bitch and complain to the officials, the official can just say, "Hey, booth upstairs already looked at it, sir or coach, right? Right, booth looked at it, coach. We're moving along." But the, the one part of the game is the officials need to slow it down so teams can't run plays so they blow through the official. 
You don't understand what I'm saying? Like in college football, every play is re- reviewed. That's what you're looking for, right? You're looking yeah, for what they much. have in college football. Every yep. play is reviewed. So the trick here is, is that if they want to do that, officials are going to have to slow things up to, to watch every once in a while. They're going to have to go, no, you can't run another play. you got to wait. Yeah. Same thing. It, you, it, it, what you do, Andy, is you make it the same procedure as a defensive substitution prior to the, or I'm sorry, an offensive substitution prior to the two minute warning where the, where you have an official who stands over the ball to right. allow defense to substitute, to match up with the offensive substitute. Exactly. And once Good that call. takes place, then you move. So it's, so I'm not advocating for anything that's like complex that requires a tremendous amount of thought. It's very basic, very easy, very simple. And the other thing too is, there's no need for a New York command center. Like Major League Baseball has a command center, right? The umpires, they put their headphones on and they just stand there like a bunch of dummies waiting to be told in the headphones what the call is. No. Mm-hmm. And and look, you can have the um, and the official upstairs. So the officials on the field don't even need to look at it. This is the other thing. This now eliminates on the field replay, Right. It's all right. done upstairs. And and look, the officials are human. It is very when you're talking Absolutely. about when you're talking about the size athletes that you're dealing with here, it can be difficult to see if a guy's got both tippy toes in on the sideline or control of a ball and things like that. When you're going frame by frame by frame instead of just watching an actual replay because the technology is so good that now you can go frame by frame and see the ball coming loose and the old survive the ground. I do think though, I, I will say slow-mo is deceiving though. It is. Yes, it when is. When we're trying to figure out if someone has possession of the ball 100%. or if we're trying to find out how, you know, like in real time, <laughs> things may not look the uh, slow motion is different. It's just, it, but it keeps getting used. Like I, I, yeah. I forget what game I was watching yesterday, but they did the same thing. I'm like, oh, that that's an in. Oh, it was the Falcon Saints game. Kid from New Orleans keeps thinking he's got his first career interception, and it keeps getting taken away by replay. And he had another one against the Falcons, and he, as he he had one foot. It looked like he had both feet down, but after he picked up the foot after having the, the first foot down when he lifted the second, the ball moved in his hand. So they said he hadn't established possession yet. So when that foot came back down again, he was out of bounds. So he didn't get credit for two feet in bounds because the ball moved in his hands first. And they said he didn't have it secure. So, but I just feel like you can do, you can correct a lot of mistakes um, you, I, I, and I think you can do it in a way that does not show up the officials, right? Cause what right. shows up the officials more, a coach throwing a red challenge flag or jumping up and down screaming F bombs at officials or a guy in the booth buzzing down. Hey, I'm taking a peek at that last play here. Hold up a second. Okay. I'm done. You got the call, right? We're good to go. Or nope. Here's here's what the hang the on. I need another second to look at this because yep. we didn't get it right. Let's figure yeah, this out. Yeah, we need to make an adjustment. You know, I just it's going to add time to games, and I recognize that. But see, football is the most popular sport, and I don't think 
I mean, me as someone who covers the game, yes, I am going to bitch and complain if there's an extra 10 minutes on the game. I mean, watching college football, those games now are like four hours long because of all the reviews that they do. And hopefully the NFL doesn't become that. But guess what? People are not turning off college football because extra time is being added for these reviews. Now, they complain about the reviews being done, right? Oh, that's unnecessary, this, that, and the other. But it's okay if you get the calls right. And again, to me, I just feel like the technology is available to do it. It's a simplistic fix. And there's just so much money being gambled on, legally gambled on these games now. And now the NFL has official partners and... I do I think you like, make one you make one really really valid point about having sixteen individual um, members of an officiating crew. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't think like I don't think it's there's a you know if you want to do it cheap you have one you do, centralized you center, site. Yeah, you do a centralized, and I just think that that's but bad. if you do one centralized site, you might have someone doing a one o'clock game and then coming back and doing the Sunday nighter, and that's not what you want, man. Because nope. I think that what happens is is when you do stuff like that. You fatigue out officials. You cannot do that. You want a guy that's a member of that crew. So that, because here's the other thing too, is those officials look at him as a member of the crew. Right. And not somebody who's looking over their shoulder that's going to, you know, because the the goal of officiating is to get it right. That's the goal of officiating. And again, with all this money that's been, I just feel like the NFL, Andy, they have a moral obligation now to do this. To, because it, they're now in bed with gambling. I agree with you. hundred percent. It is. If a, they weren't in bed with gambling, I'd be like, well, all right, I understand why they're doing what they're doing, but they are. And that's what I mean, at. let's be honest about it. The whole reason we have injury reports pre legalized sports gambling was for the gambling community. Right. And let's be honest about it. Like it was, you never spoke of it. Right. Right. Um, unless you were Al Michaels saying, Oh, that score might mean something to a select few. He's like the only one that ever did it though. Right. He doesn't have to do that anymore. No. He could just come out and say it. Well, that just killed the over under tonight. Um, or the spread Hey, touchdown. True. And the Rams have covered. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I seriously, I'm waiting for whether it's Jim Nance or Al Michaels or Mike Tirico or one of the main play by I'm waiting for someone to just be like late in a game, you know, final 30 seconds, a meaningless touchdown gets scored. And they're like, and -and so-and-so has just covered the spread tonight. (laughs) It's crazy talk. All right. I do like the conversation about officiating. And if you like conversations like this, you can always uh, subscribe to the podcast. That's the best way to do it. But if you want to be a part of the show, all you need to do is hit us up on Instagram or Twitter at game day CLE for our amazing producer, Meredith Kane, who listens to every second of these podcasts. And we appreciate her just because we know that her ears aren't bleeding. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Thanks for listening to it's always game day in Cleveland. We drop again on Thursday morning.